Hey everybody, welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, podcast 378. This time I have a few thoughts about my new Asus Tough F15 2022 model, and I have a few thoughts for Windows 11, and I'm pretty sick lately, so this will probably be a pretty quick one. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So in general, I really love my Asus F15 2022 edition. I thought I'd written some notes on uh, my likes and dislikes, but I can't find them. So this will be off the top of my head, and hopefully I don't forget anything. The first thing I noticed was there is a really large trackpad, which for some people I guess is really good, but for me... I never use it. I immediately turn it off whenever I get a laptop. And a big problem with this model and my hands, which might also be in part due to the keyboard, which I think might not be full size. I think it might be like a 95% or something. But my palm, where the thumb, uh, you know, where the thumb meets the palm, when I put my hand down on the laptop, as I would, you know, using a normal keyboard, it will actually accidentally click uh, the trackpad mouse clicky button. I can hear it going click, click. Uh, not a whole lot, but enough that if I was using the actual trackpad, it would be clicking and probably uh, brushing up gently enough to move the mouse. So that would be a huge no uh, for me on that aspect. But as I said, I never use the trackpads in my laptops, so... This might be something that normal laptop users who do use trackpads would be used to. I'm not sure. And again, I think the keyboard is smaller than full size because on my old G750, although it did have a slightly smaller trackpad, you know, my wrist pad was nowhere near it. So I have a feeling this is a smaller size keyboard added to a slightly different positioning, uh, you know, adding up to the fact that that gets bumped. Another downside for the keyboard is the arrow keys are like a half of the normal size. So all four arrow keys will fit uh, in the single key space. So it's like the up and the down are combined the same size as a normal key. And the left and the right is half a size of a key, which for a gamer, that's probably really not a big deal. You probably never use the arrow keys as a gamer. Arrow keys for gaming movement hasn't been a thing in probably, I don't know, 30 plus years. But as somebody who also types and sometimes edits, that could be a huge uh, no-no because that's used often enough. That would be a really big inconvenience. Also, the keys themselves uh, don't feel that great. You know, it is a Lower cost laptops, so keyboards is often one of the biggest areas they save money in. 
It is a squishy type key design. I think it's membrane keyboard. And it doesn't feel uh, super high quality at that. The keys are nice enough, but if this was something I would be using all the time, I would not be using my uh, mechanical keyboard that I always use. I probably would have been uh, disappointed enough with the keyboard and trackpad that I probably would have returned it, even though it would have been after I'd set up all my personal stuff and everything. Because it is just not uh, great, in my opinion, especially if you're going to be using it more than maybe, I don't know, an hour of typing uh, every few days. I uh, definitely recommend you get an external keyboard if you are looking at this model. There are a good amount of ports if you have uh, modern devices. There's one old school USB on the right side, sort of in the middle, which is kind of uh, very inconvenient for uh, right-handed mouse users. Of course, all of the other ports are on the other side, which would be very inconvenient for left-handed mouse users. But off the top of my head, there is another old-school USB over there, in addition to a USB-C, and I think it's a Thunderbolt 4 USB-C type. So if you are into uh, new-school USB-C things, it has uh, the fastest, fanciest thing over there. They are kind of in a weird place. They're, like, really far forward. I'm actually kind of worried that my left uh, wrist would bump my sound dongle because it's sort of right where you would be resting your wrist if you're doing like a first-person shooter game using WASD. It's not at huge risk. I mean, you're not putting your hand directly on it, but it is like if you move your hand over to the left at all, it would be, you know, off the laptop and onto whatever devices you have plugged in. I would have preferred them be sort of at the back of the device or Ideally, all the way behind the device, but I guess that's where they have the exhaust going. It's in like the uh, third of the system closest to the screen, which I guess their research has shown that's where, you know, it vents heat the best. And speaking of that, it does get pretty warm pretty quickly if you are using uh, the regular laptop keyboard. It's not super uncomfortable or anything. I've never had any issues with it. I haven't done a lot of um, native keyboard gaming, but I have done it for a few hours here and there, and it's not too bad in the WASD area. Most of the heat is sort of on the right side, so that might be a little bit uncomfortable to use that side with keyboard if it's getting, uh, you know, under high load. Speaking of that, it does have a MUX switch, so you can turn that on so it's always using the NVIDIA graphics. In a quick test of a benchmark and a game benchmark, they both kind of registered the same value under the MUX switch at the, you know, at the performance setting as compared to I think what they call optimized, which is the standard NVIDIA Optimus where it will switch between the NVIDIA chip and the Intel chip, depending on what it's doing. Both benchmarks scored basically the same, which, you know, you would hope that they should. But reviewers have been saying for a while that if you have a MUX switch, it does give you a little bit increased performance, and I didn't see that, so I don't know. It's up to you if you want to use it or not. 
while it does get pretty warm, it does cool off uh, very quickly. I think after maybe two minutes, it's cooled down from game running temperatures to pretty much base level temperatures. I haven't ever looked at what it gets up to when it's gaming, but usually when I come out of it and you know let it sit for a minute, it's cooled down uh, back to its native 55 to 60 C range. So it cools off really quickly. One odd thing though is that the chassis, like I said in the right side of the keyboard area, does tend to stay a bit warm. I don't know why they don't have the option to let it continue running the fans to cool that completely. It seems like it's just going by the chip temperatures, not the uh, internal chassis temperature, which seems a little odd. There are several modes. I think there are five modes you can set to different performance values. The middle one is called performance, which I use all the time. The next one up is turbo, which kicks things up a little bit higher so you get a little bit more performance. But the fan noise, in my opinion, is just really extreme. It's not at all worth it because the fans have to go to that level to keep it at the same temperature as it would for the performance setting. And I don't know, I didn't see any big improvement. In general, my games have performed ridiculously well. It has a 300 hertz screen with an RTX 3060 with 6 gig of VRAM. And in Elder Scrolls Online, when I was checking a dungeon with the new, you know, higher settings that I'm using, I saw a dungeon frame rate get up to as high as 250 FPS, which is quite crazy compared to uh, what I'm used to. It averages, I think, around 150 FPS, which is still you know, double what I've been used to seeing as a peak for, you know, the last nine years-ish. I don't know what Destiny gets up to, but it is similarly uh, rock solid and steady, and I've never seen any lag or any kind of tearing or delay. So I am uh, quite impressed with the graphics. In general, in pretty much all of my games, it's setting it to high or extreme, uh, you know, depending on how you know, high the particular game goes. I do tend to turn a few things down because some of the options I just don't care for, like motion blur or, oh, I can't remember the other one that usually goes with it. Has to do with distance and um, what when it blurs things. I usually turn that one off too. I think though, for me, I love it uh, quite a bit. It is very small and light and portable. Do you think though, in the last you know, eight or nine months that I've been back on my 17-inch for a little bit since the Acer Predator died. Do you think my eyes have gotten a little bit older? And I think they might have been happier staying on the 17-inch. When I went to the Predator originally, it didn't really seem like that big of an adjustment. But now there are times where I'm squinting a little bit at a few different texts in games. Not often enough to really bother me, but often enough that I think, you know, if my life remains terrible, you know, we go however many years this goes before I change it again, I probably will look more into getting back onto a 17-inch for that, uh, you know, little bit extra to reduce the strain on my eyes. I guess that's really all my overall thoughts. I paid fourteen fifty for it at the time I got it. I expect it will probably go down a little bit uh, over time. But I would say for what I paid, it 
is absolutely a great value. The monitor is amazing and very color accurate. I like it quite a bit. The frame rate is insane and solid in everything I'm playing. Some might uh, poo-poo that because it's only a 1080 screen and things are moving to 1440p. But if you're going to do that now, you would have to get a 3070 or 3070 Ti to sort of balance that out and keep the same frame rate. And I was looking at a 17-inch model that had the 1440p and the 3070 Ti, but that would have been a jump up to 2000 or slightly more, you know, depending on when you're looking at that model. So it is quite a bit of a jump uh, to get the nicer things right now. Of course, you know, in a year, that will probably be more standard than not, especially, again, you know, if the 4 Series comes out, we'll have more powerful graphics. But I would definitely recommend it. There is a Dash version of this as well. That one is a little bit slimmer, but its stuff internally gets less power, so it's going to be uh, quite a bit less powerful. It wouldn't be, you know, so much that you wouldn't enjoy things, but I would say, you know, unless you absolutely 100% need that portability for some reason, I would say just get the regular version, not the Dash version, and um, it will serve you quite well, I think, for, uh, I expect, probably five years-ish. Uh, it will depend when the next generation of games come out that really push uh, that envelope. just have a few thoughts on Windows 11. If you're like me and you're getting a new laptop, it's going to be a forced choice. You don't have a choice on that. So this is more for the people on desktop or uh, who already have a laptop and are considering upgrading. The first thing is when I set up the laptop, it actually did let me set up a local account. I guess there were some uh, rumors from reviewers lately that they were forced to actually sign in with their Microsoft account to you know set up the system and they didn't like that and they gave a whole lot of angry feedback about that so I guess Microsoft reversed that decision and the login is now uh, as it was for previous window versions where you can just set up a name and you know connect to your Microsoft account you know through the web or whatever apps you're using you don't need to do it for uh, logging into the laptop the first things you will notice is that the start bar is now centered. You can uh, do what I did and move it to the left side if you want, if you don't like that. I didn't like it. I don't I don't like it on Apple and I'm assuming if it's like Apple the icon positions would also change as you open more stuff, which to me that doesn't make any sense. If I'm going to open a specific program on my bar and it's, you know, something I've pinned there, you know, if it's on the left, it's not moving anywhere. I know exactly where it is on the bar. If it's on the center, it's going to bounce around, and that seems like it would be very confusing to me. There are now rounded edges on the windows, which are not maximum full screen, which I really don't like. I get that they're trying to make it seem a little more friendly. I guess sharp angles is, you know, scary to some people or whatever, or maybe it feels old. But I don't know. I think it's just 
pain in the butt to have the curved corners. Doesn't really add anything visually. And, you know, a lot of people like me are used to grabbing the bottom right corner to increase the window size. And it's really difficult to do that when the corner is rounded and you don't know where the corner actually is. So I really don't understand the point of that. And I expect a lot of developers are kind of mad about that too because now, you know, whatever graphics they've set up or whatever window size they've set is now, you know, no longer accurate because it's got those curved corners. Unfortunately, I have not found any way to get rid of them and, you know, put it to the regular uh, sharp corners that are right angles. There are new uh, Windows sounds, like when you attach a device or remove a device or whatever. I'm not a huge fan of the new sounds, but I also don't really care. I mean, you know, sounds are sounds. It's not like I have to have a certain sound for a certain thing. So I don't know if those can be changed or not. I would assume they could be, but I haven't uh, looked into it. There is a lot of different stuff in terms of the information that is shown to you when you right-click an icon. Things like, you know, right-click and then delete are not, you know, usually there. There's now a bar up top with, I guess, like copy and cut and delete, but they're icons, so I don't really know what they mean except for delete. And it's like, why did they change this? I don't understand. And then if you want to see the old school icons like delete and that sort of stuff, you can... Um, mouse over like it's like more options at the bottom of the text options which again I just don't understand the whole point of that I mean I guess I'll get used to it eventually and it's not like I right click on an icon to do you know those things very often but I don't know I think it just looks a lot messier especially when you're going through like file explorer to navigate around you've you know, got this big list of junk at the top that just seems completely unnecessary to me. Sadly, uh, like the curved window corners, I haven't really found a way to get rid of that easily. I haven't really looked around uh, too hard because I'm assuming it's probably not something I can change and I'll just need to get used to it. So, I bit, so I've just been uh, trying to get used to it. That's really all my thoughts for Windows 11. Everything else just seems like a smooth transition and really an unnecessary transition. I don't know, I guess there's a lot of internal stuff going on in the, you know, kernel level and back end of stuff. Sure, you know, some menus, like when you click the Windows menu and you go through that area that has, you know, the start menu or, you know, you want to go through your settings area. It's a little bit cleaned up, looks a little nicer, looks a little bit more modern. But again, I don't know that there was a huge need to do that. I mean, I guess, you know, there's new people coming up all the time and people who are, you know, new to using computers, you know, all the time. So guess it makes more sense to have a nicer look to it. But I don't know. Most of these changes just seems like they're kind of trying to copy Apple. And so, you know, we got to look nice because compared to Apple, we don't look as nice. I don't know. I, I don't think it's necessary. But it is a thing that has happened, and so far it hasn't been uh, as bad as the reviews made it sound like it was going to be. There is a very confusing issue I'm trying to work out, and I don't know, I'm assuming it's something related to Windows, or maybe uh, something related specifically to my laptop. But Horizon Zero Dawn 
doesn't want to launch. I, I don't know why. I have no clue what's going on. And I got two free Tomb Raider games back in the day with Epic. I was playing through one of them, and that worked fine. And then when I tried to start the second one, for some reason, it also doesn't work. But in a weirder way, because the menu will work just fine. You can go in, you can set the options, you can set your keyboard settings, you can set your volume, whatever you want to set. But then you say start the game, goes to the loading screen, then goes to a black screen, and never loads. I have no clue what's going on there. So I don't know, maybe those issues will clear themselves up, but everything else is running amazing and fast and awesome. So I am overall uh, very happy with the laptop and the forced transition to Windows 11. I'm just going to do probably the fastest close ever because as you may hear I am very stuffed up and I don't uh, feel very good in general. My eyes uh, hurt, you know, migraine kind of hurt because I have a headache and I feel maybe a little bit feverish and I'm very tired, you know, feeling with a lot of fatigue and a lot of congestion in my nose and throat. I don't know, I think two different people at the library gave me their colds and that sort of overlapped and has become this one big congestion sneezy cold allergy thing that just is not going away so i'm very uh, tired from that lately but i am settling into my new laptop and it is very awesome i still have times where i just can't believe i'm playing things and they are running at fast solid frame rates and it's like yeah this is how games are supposed to look. I'd been on my old laptop for so long, I forgot that fact. So that still kind of blows me away. I'm still kind of very confused about why Dad offered to get it for me, but I don't know. I may, you know, never know his motivation on that, but he did. And, uh, you know, I am very grateful that happened because I would not have been able to move on from my old a nine-year-old laptop. I'm still, you know, struggling to find money for the bills. I even had to spend a little bit of bill money on the new laptop to be sure I had, you know, that four years of coverage and pay for the tax. So I need to sell my uh, dead laptop to try and recover, you know, at least some of that money. I don't know how much I will. I've been trying for a month and there's been like zero interest in it. So I may have to just sell you know, what few parts I can sell, like the plug and the battery and the RAM, and I guess that's probably it. <laughs> I'll probably have to sell the screen and, you know, the housing for effectively nothing compared to what it's worth. But as a entire dead unit, it seems, at least so far, there's been zero interest. So, I don't know, it's even down in the, like, 150 range currently, which is probably about half of what it's worth, honestly. But still, no interest. 
So I don't know. I'm going to have to keep lowering that and keep trying until I can get, you know, at least some money back for it. But that's all I can think of for this time. I don't know what I'll talk about uh, in three weeks for next time. But hopefully I'll see everybody then. Gee, thanks. Bye. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbit's ramblings dot html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com if you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright Eric Stryker using a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Derivatives License 2022.